What's up, Internet? You're tuned in episode 92 of Nintendo Noise, Slipscreen Games Weekly Nintendo Podcast. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined as always by my partner in Nintendo-related crimes, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello, hello. Hello, Steve. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? You know, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. This morning, a bit of a mixed bag, right? But I'm very excited to be here talking about Tears of the Kingdom with you. I, I, I got a flat tire this morning. It put me in a little bit of a sour mood. I'm not going to lie to you. But knowing that we are coming here to talk about which what, what may be my favorite game of all time now. Wow. Got me in a pretty good mood. What was your previous favorite game of all time? Was it Breath of the Wild? Because if it was, then it's no real surprise that Tears of the Kingdom has usurped that. It's one of those things where I don't know, right? Because like I've been thinking a lot about what my top 10 games are, what my top 100 games are mm-hmm. after that whole GQ top. Number one, Tetris. Of obviously. course, of course. Well, that's that's on yours. Oh, Pac-Man. Sure. I love Pac-Man. Too. Pac-Man, not even on the list. Not even on the top 100. Outrageous. Outrageous. You see that new Pac-Man Lego set? Total tangent, but I need that Pac-Man Lego set. So I've been thinking about it a lot. And I think the question is loaded based on how you ask it. Right? So it's like your favorite game of all time, your best game of all time. Those are different questions, right? I think the answer would change depending on the day, unless I really sat down and committed to making the list, which I think I want to do now. But... The more I play we, we this should game, do like oh I think we should do it. I think as flip screen we should all kind of have I don't know a list. Maybe like one list for flip screen of what we yeah. consider like 10 games that we feel like you should play that mm-hmm. I actually think will acclimatize you to what our tastes are. So like That'd be if interesting. you align with our tastes this is kind of a good like little these are games you never try. What games you should try. And I think they can change all the time. You know, like, well, I'd probably take Breath of the Wild out and put Tears of the Kingdom on there instead. Yeah, yeah. And like, it should be evolving, right? That's, you know, your, your 10 favorite games should be a, a living document. But I want to do it. I want to do, I want to do a, a, a personal hundred. And if you want to do that too, like anybody in the team who wants to do it, I think we should. Because I think a hundred's a more interesting exercise. It's longer, really right? Like, it's what's really your hundredth favorite game is a way harder question, you know? Um, but I say all this to say that the more I play Tears of the Kingdom, right? Like, the more I do have that, like, yeah, like, this might be my favorite game now. And I don't know that I would have said Breath of the Wild was, but I think the thing I always said about Breath of the Wild is, I think if you asked me to say what is, like, the, the best example I can give of a 10 out of 10 video game of, like, a nearly perfect video game, I think I would have said Breath of the Wild. And I think this game is better and by a, by a pretty significant margin. So what does that say then? So does that make Breath of the Wild no longer perfect? Does it or does it readjust the scores and how no, that game is in your mind now? T- to me, it doesn't it doesn't uh, lessen the impact or the 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 strength of Breath of the Wild. It's more that this game found a way to iterate on that formula in a way that was meaningful and add things that were really additive to what already felt nearly perfect versus, you know, I think there are a lot of sequels where you get that kind of, it's more of the same, or you get, you know, the situation that you and I described with like a far cry six, where it's like, you've hit a point where it's diminishing returns. You're adding more systems on and they're not making things better. They're making it less refined. They're making it less enjoyable. This game is, I think, the exact opposite, right? It's like you got the bones of Breath of the Wild and they took six years iterating and filling out the map and evolving things and building new systems. And all of that is so satisfying. And I think it just, it really sings in a way that 
is tough to live up to. And it, that, that doesn't make, it's like, you know, to me, right. It's like how I feel about, um, like one of my favorite bands making music right now is this band pup. Right. And the, the first album that they put out that I got into was called the dream is over. And the album after that, uh, is called morbid stuff. And that, the, that first album was like my favorite album until the new one came out. And it's like, Holy shit, even better. Like, and that doesn't mean that the other one isn't a 10 out of 10. That doesn't mean it's not a, a nine out of 10. It doesn't mean it's not a banger. It's just, damn, like you guys found yet another gear here to shift it into. And that's totally, how I'm feeling I get about what this you're game, saying, you know, but I get what you're saying, but I feel like because this was so additive and, and, and I think fleshed out ideas they had for breath of the wild that necessarily weren't it didn't come it didn't like come to what it could have been right with breath of the wild i think the ideas that we got here it seems like you know it's ideas that they had where in breath of the wild you had like i think it's called cryo where you can like freeze things well in in tears of the kingdom you can freeze things with objects in the world instead and we don't have like the elemental arrows and uh, we take kind of the magnesis and we take it to like the next level by being able to merge items together and then move those things around but i think i think for me the the biggest change that i've noticed in in tears of the kingdom is just how i think traversal is just more fun like climbing up things was was always great in breath of the Wild. and i think that was kind of um one of the one of the evolutionary things that it did or maybe revolutionary things i think that, that was did, one that of the can, defining features yeah that game. yeah for sure climb up anything and you can kind of jump off uh, jump off the towers that you've explored and like you can use the paraglider and explore the place i find myself not really wanting to climb in tears of the kingdom and i'm like oh i'm gonna see if i can navigate this by using ascend and there's like a space where they've clearly been building out the map or building out the area and it's just like this was designed for this skill in mind or they've put some planks of wood lying around that i can build like a staircase or i can throw it up into the air and then use recall and then like use that as like a fucking lift to take me up to to where i want to be dude i saw somebody my uh my friend m sent me a tiktok of somebody who there's a way that you can if you throw an item and then catch it with uh ultra hand and then attach it to something and then use recall you can use it to fling yourself up in the air it's like insane it's just the, crazy, the level it? of yeah. shit you can do by chaining powers together and you know there's like there's just so many things that you know you, i think you could play this game for 70 80 hours and like not understand the physics really you know oh yeah yeah like so uh, um someone was watching me play it yesterday i was like the one thing that they were really annoyed at was that I was I was diving down and I and I landed from what must have been like a you know hundred thousand feet into a into a pool of water. I'm like, well, that's not realistic. You die. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that's the one thing. Not that I'm sticking these items together and I'm like navigating the world. I hate I hate when people say that things are not realistic. <laughs> that is like the least interesting comment you can offer about something that is fantasy, you know, of like it's like, yeah, oh, it's not realistic. Yeah, duh. This is a world where magic exists. Like, <laughs> it's like I'm literally attaching fruit, ice fruit to a fucking sword. And then now all of a sudden I can like freeze the freeze the water. That doesn't happen in real life. Yeah, yeah. But it's fine. like lemons don't electrocute people in real life either, right? <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? <laughs> yeah. 
But, you know, like I said, I'm excited to keep the conversation about Tears of the Kingdom rolling this week. And uh, folks in the community seem to be, too. Uh, we got a lot of people writing in on last week's show that they were appreciating the coverage. Um, and I, I just wanted to just share some people's thoughts. Um, but I do want to start with a question from uh, Andrew Valentine, who wrote in um, over on Discord, just like you can, and uh, said, can you recall any game launch that seems to have brought gamers together like this? or one that's generated as much pure, uncynical excitement. And we, we talked about this a little bit last week, where I think games like this are really rare. They're few and far between. I think the last game that really felt like this for me was Breath of the Wild. You know? I guess maybe Animal Crossing. Yeah, I kind of also feel that Elden Ring did to some extent, but I also think it depends what circles you're in, right? I've seen yeah. a lot of people cynical about Tears of the Kingdom Online and talking about how it is just DLC for Breath of the Wild and it's not adding enough to make it a They're full not playing the video game. I don't, game. I don't believe that you're playing the game if that's your opinion. No, I, I don't, really don't. But, I, <laughs> I, I, but I, I feel like I saw similar things with Elden Ring, right? That, oh, I hate these FromSoft games. They're not really, like, I don't understand how anyone can say that this is, like, revolutionary and, like, well, I don't get it. I was one of those people, right? And then you were one of those people, yeah. <laughs> Still one of those people. <laughs> but, like, I feel like there's always cynics around, and it depends what circles yeah. you kind of are within. But I think maybe Animal Crossing was the last kind of special game. I think you're probably right about yeah. that. And I think that came because of the time, right? We were all going into lockdown, and it was like, this is the one thing that's kind of keeping us through and we're kind of able to come together and visit people and do things we couldn't do. And it had a moment, right? There was yeah. like politicians doing interviews in it. Like AOC was going around. Yeah, was, and, like, uh, Gary Wood was doing animal talking. Yeah, there was like, you know, Elijah Wood was showing up and like doing trade deals with people <laughs> through like Nookers on. Like we had all of these like things happening. So yeah. I kind of feel that I feel like Animal and I actually feel like Animal Crossing kind of took it to another level by like having these things that were developed within weeks or months. Like, oh, you want to be able to trade things? Well, let's use Nook Miles tickets as kind of a pseudo currency where you can then trade online and go over to the people's islands and like <laughs> buy things or like buy villagers to come to your island if you specifically want that. Um, whereas uh, Tears of the Kingdom, I don't know, I think maybe part of it is because I don't think you can directly post videos to Twitter anymore and I don't think that's through any fault yes, of... Oh, can you? I, yeah. my, I, I can't connect my Twitter account to my Switch anymore. It wouldn't let me do it. Um, I don't know if that's because What'd Twitter's... you do to your Twitter account? I think it's Twitter's API. They've cut loads of things off. Like I, you can't do it on Xbox now either. I mean, I like, dude, go look at my Twitter. Like all my last several mm. tweets are just the clip. only way. The only way I could do it is by saving it using the phone, like QR yeah, thing, and, QR and then like code. saving them to my phone and then posting them. Weird. Um, but I, I, I mean, I've been seeing people's clips on TikTok on on Instagram reels on discord, like they're everywhere. Everyone's posting about this game. Everyone's talking about it. And, yeah. and it is, I, I learn something new every single time. Like oh, every yeah. single time I see someone playing, it, I'm just like, Oh shit, you can do that. You can like attach that to a sword and it does this. I I'm going to go try it. And I think that's the thing that this game has over animal crossing. And, and like you said, Elden ring, I think Elden ring like ha had this energy, but I think Elden ring is just less accessible, right? Like th there are always going to be people that, find um the level of difficulty there or or again like the way it conveys things to be obtuse or whatever right um because that was that's more my issue with it is i don't like the world or the way that it conveys story or how it communicates with the player um 
not so much the difficulty, but like there are a lot of people where they're like, I don't want to fight a boss for four hours, right? Or like, I'm not good enough at this. Whereas like, you don't really have to be that good at Zelda to enjoy it or to like get things out of it. It's a really good first game. You know, like I have friends who are like new gamers and they got in on Breath of the Wild and now they're playing Tears of the Kingdom. And, you know, um, it does it does have that element to it, you know? And like, I think the the thing with animal crossing right is like there is that sense of like personal expression and like oh here's my town here's my avatar and these are the villagers that i like and i think people like sharing that stuff um but i feel like this game is just so much more like it's filled to the brim with those water cooler moments because you and i could go to the same shrine and solve it in a totally different way you know yeah. i can make a dumb mistake and have this funny death that i want to share or you figure out this like physics thing that you then you share and it changes the way people think about the game <laughs> I've that they play. every puzzle by just building the most ridiculously long bridges <laughs> and, and i just like that's literally how i solve it there's this, there was this one section i don't know if you found these guys yet and they're, they're the treasure hunters and they just like oh they go they're around the place and they're yeah like, and they're like oh the, we can't get that thing over yeah, there we can't get like, that, right. every single one of them i'm just like let me just get some more wood or I'll like freeze a bit of the water and then I'll use that to make a bridge. And I just make like a, the, the biggest fucking bridge. And then I like drive, I, I like walk all the way over there and I get it. And they're just like always annoyed with me. <laughs> but that's how I'm solving most of the puzzles just by building these just mega bridges. That seems to be how a lot of people are solving problems. <laughs> I don't do that that often. I feel like more often I build a machine. I'm like, let me build my my insanely specific Rube Goldberg machine um, for this one problem, you know, of like <laughs> I ran out of fans yesterday. I was I, and I don't know how. I had I had loads of fans. I have in my inventory. hoarded that stuff. I like yeah. every time I come up to them, I'm like, let me throw 30 in and get as many as I can carry. And like, all right, well, not going. every single machine can, seems to give you the same stuff. No, they all have different ones. Yeah. So I went to one and I was doing that and it gave me like the the driving podium and and a bunch of other things if you don't know on your map if you ever hover over one of them it will tell you which ones it has oh interesting right so, so yeah if there's like if you're that. like oh i need a rocket i need this like you just want to go to one that yeah. has it and you'll you'll get the drop i i haven't spent i haven't spent much time in the sky when we spoke last week that's like where you're all, gonna find most of i was the... all down in high i was down in high or just on the main on the kind of mainland i did i've done the the started doing the underground stuff mm -hmm. where you got to follow the the big statues so yeah. i've started doing that one oh um, and then let, let me i want to i want to tell everybody a, a tip that i have all right so my uh my dear 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 friend m uh has been playing and has been spending a lot of their time in the underground and they were telling me um all of the you know like the lights that you need to find underground to expand the map the, the glow room the glow yeah. rooms all of those are underneath shrines. So if you're ever like, oh, like, where is the next one I'm trying to find and you can't see it? If you look at the overworld map and you have a shrine, you can find where the closest one is to you. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. That's and really cool. I didn't notice that. And all of their names are the name of the shrine that they're underneath backwards. Oh, that's so cool. I was that like, what, so are you cool. kidding me? I had no idea. That's incredible. Because I keep going down and being like, <laughs> oh, I got to find it. I got to find one of these shrines so that I can come back here. And I, I just never find one. Right. And it's like, all right, I'll leave and I'll come back and whatever. Um, yeah. I think it's going to make traversing wish, that area a lot more simple. I wish you could ascend out of there. Like, that's one thing I, I kind of, you have to fast travel out. There's no way. There, yeah. Well, there's one place you can ascend out of that I found. Um, 
And then I died pretty much instantly after that because there was some big monster. I do wish Ascend went a little higher. I think that's like my one gripe with it is sometimes I'll be under something and it's like, ah, like it doesn't like reach. the. It's like, come on, like, you know what I'm trying to do, you know, like, let me, yeah. let me go, you know, but I get it. I kind of feel like I want the extra reach on all of them. Like I want to be able to recall a little bit more. Around I want to be them. able like, to grab I want it to hold your hand a little bit further yeah. away. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm with you on that. But it, it is funny because like it ends up just like leading to some of the funniest moments. Like if you go on my Twitter I shared this video of like me trying to solve a Korok puzzle and I'm doing it in like the most obtuse way possible where like I had a snowball that I stacked wood on top of and then connected the Korok and it was still not long enough. So I took out a pole arm and I stuck the pole arm on the Korok and then I was able to lift the whole thing just by that. And then I got it up and it like fell over on itself and collapsed. And then I used recall (laughs) and wrote it back up to where I had gotten it up to. And like you have so many fun moments just by like fighting the physics and being like oh i know what i want to do and how can i cheese it how can i you know get to that moment where it'll just let me do the damn thing you know um and it you know it it always ends up being satisfying um but speaking speaking of satisfying i want to bring in a comment here um two comments from left eye lazy uh one of our discord members who wrote in on the 18th right after our last episode and said really enjoying the coverage of this game guys it does feel like it has the same energy as Elden Ring, and I loved that because it reminded me of how much this fun, uh, how much fun this community was having with games during the pandemic. Consider me sold, which I think ties into that last question, right? And then here we are on the twenty first, a couple days later. Left Eye Laser wrote in again and said, "Bought it from your recommendation. Only a little bit into it, but I'm enjoying myself. I think the sixty hours of Elden Ring made me appreciate an open world more, and I'm enjoying myself. Makes me really, re- really reconsider how unkind I was to my playthrough of Breath of the Wild." I was so ready to be blown away that I didn't let myself appreciate it as much. Played based on tips from others rather than letting myself learn what to do. And I oh. love that. I'm, I'm really glad you're enjoying this game this time around. And I think that's a huge part of it, right? Is that sense of like, you need to be able to just get lost in it and like let yourself find the fun and not try to play based on how other people play or how you feel like you're quote unquote supposed to be playing. It's like, you got to just figure out what the carrot is for you and then chase it you know i don't think there's any right way to to play play these games really like i went and did one of the temples and i want to talk to your experience about that but maybe after the kind of mid breaks i know there's probably gonna be some spoilers in there um and i yeah well i did that one one temple and i was like i was gonna go do another one i was gonna go do the one in goron and I was just like, you know what? I still haven't been over there yet. I just want to run around and like explore a little bit more. And oh, the Goron storyline's really cool. I've been to Hateno now. Like, there's a really cool storyline there. I don't know if you've been. I been haven't down, been there yet. There. I've been to um, what's the other one? Kakariko already, but I haven't been. Kakariko's cool. Yeah. Oh, Hateno's so so cool. You've got to go do that storyline. There's like a um that's like a mayoral election going on and and they you've kind of got to pick a side okay and like, i know there's like a whole like yeah the, there's like the whole like it's become like a fashion center yeah of, yeah and so like yeah and it's i've been like hearing the, about it but i haven't made my way over there yet kind of like the old god versus the kind of new fashionistas so that are there and yeah and you want to pick a side just to how you want it to be i met a character who was saying like oh you know it used to be this farming village and now it's becoming this and there's this like culture clash that's going on and everything i was like oh interesting like i think that's the biggest thing for me is just how much the story in this is so much better it's so much more involved and like 
I love the how it, like the side quests are actually involved and interesting, yeah. and like what they were before, which was just collect collect this many things and bring them back. And it's yeah, like... it's interesting though because I think like I, I, we talked about this a little bit last week, but I feel like I feel it so much more the more I play, which is just this is one of the best examples of a sequel that I've ever seen, where like it really takes advantage of being a sequel of like. I feel like so many of the side quests and stuff are as interesting as they are because you already have an understanding of the world and who the players are from the last game, which I love, you know, um, it really does give you this sense of like growth and development of the world, you know, and like it, it gives mm -hmm. me a sense of emotional investment that I didn't have last time. Cause it's like, I know these people, I help them, right? Like, you know, I, 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 I help this town get built and now it's all messed up. I want to come back and help, you know, and you, you feel like you have a little more skin in the game. Yeah. Well, there's, yeah, there's so much, there's also just like so, there's so many, like, I felt well, just different things and like different, it, it felt like there was just one funnel to go down in Breath of the Wild and this, I can go off on so many different tangents and like, I go somewhere with, with like a, an idea in mind and what I'm going to do. So I was in Goron. I'm, I'm going to go towards the tower and I'm going to unlock that. And then I ended up in, in Tarrytown and there's like three or four different things to do there. And I'm like, okay, um, I'm going to go do this. And then while I'm in the middle of doing that, I find a shrine. And then like, I, I you just end up going off on all of these tangents. And I've got so many like side quests I've started and not finished. And I need that's, to go back to that's or, like my shrine quests I need to do experience with the game. Like the last session I was playing, I went, um, oh, I man. went, it to... must be like a, an ADHD nightmare for you. Like, what's that over there? What's that over there? It's like, it's so interesting. Cause it's like, uh, I feel like the games like this are where I get to just like let my ADHD brain like run wild, you know, because it's like because if I get distracted, it's like whatever. There's a quest log like I'll pick it yeah. back up late. Like it's whatever. It's not like real life where if you forget something, it's like, oh, I didn't I didn't pay the bills. I didn't do this. Oh, no. It's more just like, hey, whatever. Like I can really like let my crow brain just go wild. And just be like, That's shiny. Let's run over there. Let's see what's going on here. Because I had an experience for like Elden Ring, wasn't it? Like there was no quest log. I, that is a part of it. Is that like I find that annoying, right? Where it's like I totally, I think this game is a good example of how to let players off the leash in a way that feels good. And I think Elden Ring is like the exact opposite, where like I find it to be obtuse because it's it's so like I don't know. It it's tough because I can understand why people like that. And have the whole like, oh, it's just like playing Legend of Zelda back on the NES, and you didn't know when you had a notebook, and like it's it's very romantic. It's this romantic like, oh, it's you're all, you're really in on this adventure or whatever. But it's like it just reminds me of the way that people will joke about like art house movies, right? where they're like, some of us have to get up for work in the morning, you know. And it's like that's how I feel about Elden Ring, where it's like I I don't think the gameplay is is very engaging. I don't like the world, like the, the aesthetic and like the tone of the world are not interesting to me. So it's very much like, You're I don't build fingers and, and I'm not into, I'm not hands. into hand monsters and, and weird fingers. That's not really my jam. And I, yeah, it's just, it just, there's nothing about it that speaks to me on its face. And that sense of like, go get lost is like, okay, but I am lost. Right. Whereas like with tears of the kingdom, I think so much of the fun is being like, okay, I'm going to go do this and we'll see what happens, right? Whatever, whatever comes up, whatever I come across, 
cool. Like, all good. And having the ability to have, like, a really advanced tagging system. I know that's something that I've taken really huge advantage of. Where, like, if I'm out in the overworld and I find an NPC that has, like, a quest or a thing and I don't want to do it right now, I tag them, I go, I put the little person icon next to them. If I run into a that monster or a boss. In, that got patched into Elden Ring. Like you can yeah i know that they eventually added that because they, they were supposed to and of course yeah. all the fans said that it was a feature that it didn't have it so that's a whole that's a whole other conversation but um that it just works for me and like i enjoy the world more right like i like this the personality of tears of the kingdom um and it, it is like just so rewarding to get lost you know and like um i i, I was trying to say this we keep getting excited and, and going down a tangent uh, the last time I was playing, I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the castle town. I'm going to specifically, um, you know, go and upgrade my storage for my device, uh, you know, for like my weapons and stuff. And I'm going to go hunt for shrines so that I can max out my stamina. That's what I'm going to do tonight. I did neither of those things because as soon mm-hmm. as I got to where I was going to go and expand all of my inventory, uh, I there and I don't want to spoil what happens. Right. But there was an event. That was that took place, and they were like, "Oh, this like secret passage opened up," and I was like, "Oh, cool, let me go see what's down there. I bet you there's an item or a boss fight or something like that." And then I was down there for like an hour, and I'm like still down there, and I I am only like I think halfway through the cave, and I'm like, "Holy shit! Like, how does how does this just keep going? You know?" And it it just does. That's oh yeah. Have you, did you have the event in the emergency shelter yet? I don't know if you've kept going back there. Where there's like a hole in the wall. That's exactly what I'm talking about, actually. It was yeah, that it's, event. It's so cool. And How I was insane like, is that? That cave is so, it's so detailed. There's so much <laughs> stuff down there. Yeah, it's so cool. And it's like, just uh, this yeah. little side thing. Like, right? Like, it's not, it's not a. Yeah, it's just this, like, this, like, person thinks they're going crazy or they've done something wrong because they've, like, broken the wall or whatever. And it's just like, oh, I gotta see what's down here then. <laughs> and I just, I love that, you know, and like I've had multiple moments like that. Like I had a moment, um, you know, how there's like a well at every horse stable. Mm-hmm. I jumped down one and it just kept going and going. And I, when I, when it finally spit me out, I was at the coast. Like I was like, I had gone across the map. I was, <gasps> oh, that's so that's cool. So cool. Like this, like I just went under half the, you know, not, not a whole continent, like one of the, one of the seg- areas. Yeah. yeah. You know, like it was, it was, but, but like again, this is like in the mid, like the stable is maybe in the middle of that part of the map. And it got me the entire half down to the coast and spit me out in this like <laughs> secret little cove. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so awesome. Um, and I just love that. You know, like that that is the fun of the game, I think, is just like. You know, um, just chasing the high and whatever that is. Right. And it, it, it ends up being really great because it also lets the game meet you where you're at energy wise. Right. Where it's like when I'm okay, I'm going to sit down and I want to play this game for a few hours. Maybe I go advance the story. You know, maybe I'll go and, and chase some of the memories. I'll do the stuff that, you know, I want to watch on the big screen. I want to be fully engaged in it. And then if it is like, well, you know, I'm getting tired. I kind of want to play this while I watch reruns of community or whatever in the background. I'll go do some shrines or I'll go and, you know, I'll I'll uh, expand the the next tower on the map, or I'll you know I'll go do some of the chill stuff. I'll go cook some food. I'll go expand my inventory, um, and that I can do, you know, with headphones on, headphones off. I can have the sound on, whatever, right? And just do your thing. 
Um, and I appreciate that whether I've got five minutes or five hours to give to the game, it's easy for me to do something and be like, cool. Like I, I advanced, I, I did something, you know? Yeah. I think I've been, uh, yeah, I haven't had much time this last week, um, to play as much as I wanted to. So, um, I've been doing a lot more of the just running around and exploring and finding new things. And like, I've been, uh, my goal has been, I want to unlock the whole map. And I want to be able to have all of the towers unlocked so I can just navigate around and go from place to place so they can kind of fire me up into the air and I can traverse a lot easier. Um, so that's what I've been I've been aiming to do. But uh, I've, I've been very unsuccessful with that. Like I said, I've been I get distracted every single time I go to do when I find something in that new region that I'm in and and want to go there instead. Yeah. Well, and I think part of it, too, is just, like, how dense the map is. Because, like, I'll, I'll go to a place being like, oh, like, I heard there's a thing here. Or there was a thing here in the first game, so let me go here and, like, check it out. And without fail, that one thing turns into three things, turns into four things, right? Like, I found, like, uh, I found a stable, right? That, that one I was just talking about, the one that had the really long tunnel. And while I was there, it was like, there's a side quest for the paper. There's a horse race. There's a Korok uh, challenge. There's uh, another side mission that gets triggered if you're there at night. And then there's this, the, the well, right? So it's like this place that I thought was a waypoint that I was hitting for a second to be like, let me get my pony points. Let me take a nap and, you know, then I'll go back out. And I got wrapped up in five different side quests and was like, well, there's my night. Like, that's. That was all the time I had to play, you know, and I just did all this shit. And I love mm -hmm. that about it. You know, I love that it um, there's so much thought into each area and each thing feels really, you know, you can feel the personal hand of like, oh, like you're going to see this thing and it's going to trigger this thought and you're going to react to it this way or, you know, you're going to solve this puzzle or, you know, and that is just so infectious. And it, and it I think, makes it such a fun game to play but it makes it fun to talk about it makes it fun to watch other people play things you've already done and be like oh i did it like this you're doing it like that like what the hell you know that it, it just lends itself to that schoolyard conversation of have you been here have you tried that have you done this did you get this item yet have you done this fusion like and it, it's just it's tough to beat man it's really tough to beat yeah no i'm i'm with you on that it's it's very uh it's very infectious so i uh I, I want to get into a bit more general discussion. We got a good question here from Trendy Brendy that's going to kick us off. But before that, let me remind you that this episode of Nintendo Noise is brought to you by our Patreon producers for the month of May. They are, of course, Arnold J. Rimmer, Christopher Valenz, Earth Visitor, Gabriel Hasselmeyer, a.k.a. Sobe, Snacky Go, Ty the Dude, and Wakahula. Thank you all so much for your support over on Patreon.com slash FlipScreenGames. You are the realest of the real, and we greatly appreciate your support of this and all of our sister shows. Remember, if you want to show your support, Head over to flipscreen.games. That's our website where you can go and find our Patreon. You can get the show early. You can get all kinds of good perks and goodies. Get your name read on the air just like our producers did. Or guess what? There's no money to toss our way. There's a bunch of ways that you can go and get involved for free. You can come join the Discord and write into the show just like everyone did for our question block segment. You can go and check out some of our sister shows. You got the Flip Screen Games podcast where we kind of talk about, you know, everything else going on in gaming that's not related to Nintendo. We've got the Steam Deck podcast. If you are a Steam Deck owner or just interested in handheld gaming or PC gaming, go check that stuff out. We'd really appreciate it if you'd go and show your support to all the cool stuff that we're doing all across the channel, the organization, however you want to put it. However you get involved, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Nintendo Noise. And uh, let's keep the Tears of the Kingdom conversation rolling. Trendy Brendy 
wrote in and said, so excited to hear about everyone's progress, but also interested in seeing where everyone sits at hours wise since it's been 10 days since release. So I think here in this section, I'd love to just be like a little more liberal with with talking about stuff we've done. So mm. if you're if you are really like, I want to be totally, totally blinders on, you know, and, and not hear about anything I haven't seen myself. You know, we're probably going to talk about the first temple a little bit. Right. I think at this point, most folks have probably done the first temple or, you know, you've been playing long enough that you don't care. Right. And by the first temple, you mean the one in Rito, because we're doing yeah. it in the in the one that's we've been nudged towards the suggested order, right? Yeah. Um. Because my my the way I've understand it, it seems as though the suggested order is Rito, uh, Goron. Gerudo. Um, yeah. No, Gerudo's last, right? That's the that's, last one. Yeah. That's the hardest yeah, yeah. one. And then yeah. the Zora is the third one. Um. So going in it with that expectation, that's that's kind of what we're thinking. Um. So again, if you've not touched that content at all yet, we'll try to be, you know, as as generous as we can, but we're going to talk about it. So you've been warned. Uh, so hours wise, I think last time we spoke, I think I was at 20 to 30 hours. I definitely like you. I had less time to game this week overall. So I think I probably put in another, maybe like another 15, 20 rather than 30. So I think I'm probably like at like maybe the 40... 45 mark now oh, but i would definitely God. say I'm, under 50 i wish i'm at 25 hours you gotta you gotta those are rookie numbers steve <laughs> we gotta pump those up i've genuinely had no time absolutely no time in order to 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 just like commit and play play guys video out games. here making cakes going to the beach you know mm. he's, he's killing no time beach, out sadly the, no beach but yeah killing time out in the physical world unbelievable <laughs> Chewy, uh, Chewy said something in our Discord where he was like, uh, "My, my, my body is in is is here, but my heart and soul are in Hyrule, and that's that's how it's been feeling these days, you know." (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, so you know, I I definitely have invested a good amount more time, but I think in that time, I really have not done anything of consequence. It has been just side quests and filling out the map, and you know. I'm trying to max out my stamina bar and stuff like that so i don't have oh well ton... see have you focused more on hearts then because i've got one full ring of stamina and then i think five or six hearts now i think i did i want to see because you start with four hearts right three isn't it is it three it's three you get one from a temple and then i i think i got two others yeah, so I want to say I did like four or five maybe in hearts, and then I switched totally to stamina. And right now I have. Oh, see, I I actually I did the same as you, but I traded a heart for a stamina. So. I did that as well. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, so... I'm I'm running out of gas all the time. I'm running all over the place. Yeah, I'm yeah. getting bored of this. I was like, sod one of these hearts. I'm gonna. Yeah, I, I did that too. As soon as I had the opportunity to find that shrine again, I was like, I yeah, really man, like cool. that you can do that in this game. Like you couldn't do that in Breath of the Wild, from what no, I remember. Could. No, you. Oh, could. I never found it then. Yeah, never no, no, found it, was, it. it was it was in um the same place. I want to say it was in Kakariko or in or in, in Hiteno. It was like off on the side. Like a, there's like a little kid that like brings you to it. I think, and then like that's how you find it originally. It's like it's like near the town, but it's like right outside it, and it's like in this oh. corner. You if, could do if it. If I did though. find it, I never did it because I, I probably found it too late in the game, and I was just like, yeah. "There's no point at this point." But. So 
yeah, I did that once, and I think because what I think you can get three full stamina wheels is the thing. So you get, yeah, you can. You get it right at the beginning of the game, don't you? And it's like right. then it's like twenty hearts you get as well. It's ridiculous yeah. amount. So yeah, so then if it is three, then where I'm at is I have my original bar, I have one full additional bar, and then I have another one or two, and I think it's five to fill it up. So I think I need to do like twelve to fourteen more shrines to max it out, and then I'll be good. Um, yeah, I might trade one more heart and see where I'm at, but I don't know. Like I'm pretty happy with where I'm at right now. So I think as you go, as I've been going into some of the more difficult areas, and like I just run into a boss. I need more hearts at this point. So I think that's where my focus is going back to. So we're going to, we're going to talk more about trendy's trendy Brandy's question of progress in a second here, but that takes us into a question from that doc guy. Uh, one of our Patreon producers who wrote in and said, how do you feel about fusion being required for weapons? What's your favorite weapon combo you've made so far? Your wildest ultra hand combo. And how do you feel about the added difficulty compared to breath of the wild in terms of enemy aggression? I, I will answer the first two in a minute. I want to touch on that last question about enemy aggression. Cause you mentioned that. Um, Personally, I like it. I, I remember feeling like the, the combat was like always like a, maybe a little too easy in the first game. Um, well, you, I, felt- I think part of that was you have bombs and you could you had two bombs and you could just throw them at them or yeah. roll them downhill at all times. And yeah, I, I always felt like it was it was pretty easy, right? Like even when I was underpowered, like I was able to to use the bombs or take advantage of those other things to try to like, you know, leverage my position a little bit. Whereas I feel like in this game, there is a little bit more like the enemies are stronger. There's a little bit more pressure applied to you in situations where like I regularly find myself in a situation where it's like, okay, you're surrounded by black bacoblins. You're surrounded by silver bacoblins and they all have different types of weapons. And, you know, maybe one of them has bomb arrows or one of them has a fire blade or something. And like, they have elemental attacks. They do gang up on you a little bit more. They, they, they're still dumb. Like they're still dopey in the way that they are. Right. But like, there is, I think, more, um, not just aggression, but more strategy in the way that they approach you sometimes that I've found really rewarding. It's been cool um, to get in situations where I'm like, oh, I got this, and then I die because I'm overconf- overconfident. And oh, then yeah, it's I've like, had that way too many times. Yeah. Okay, let me let me try this a little different way. Let me let me fuse this weapon. Let me add this thing, and you know, like let me take advantage of like ice for crowd control or fire for an interrupt or an explosion to knock a couple of them in the water and, and thin, you know, thin out the herd things like that. Electrocute them when they're in the water. Yeah, that too. Um, so yeah, like I, I, I like the added difficulty. I think it was, it feels good for me. Um, I, I like that it's a bit more challenging and that I end up in situations where I'm like, Ooh, like I'm not strong enough for this. And it's like, do I want to bang my head against the wall and try to beat it and get that badge of honor of, oh, I beat it when I was low level and that was really cool? Or do I put my little skull icon on the map and, you and go we get swing back later hearts. on? Yeah, that's you know? what I've been doing because like, I, I, I've gone into them and, and I learned from Trendy Brandy that if you're at full health, they will never be able to kill you with one. You whack, can't get one-shotted, yeah. Which was great. I did not realize that because I was always like, healing and like constantly healing and this and that and you can't get like i was focusing on hearts because i thought i need this many or i'm gonna get one shot killed but you never will which is great um but like i get down to that like quarter heart and it's blinking and i'm like i'm out of here there's no point me just eating constantly to try and take on this ridiculously hard enemy um but like, i also forget when i'm in the heat in the moment 
about flurry rush, about parrying, about all of that stuff. Like, I'm just like, I'm just going to go in. I'm garbage at parrying. Like, I just, I, like, in a lot of games, I, like, if there is a parry, I'm not always the most likely to use it because it's like, eh, I'll just dodge, whatever. I remember everybody was making fun of me when we were, when I was playing Elden Ring of like, yeah. but parry, you're just dodge, you dot like, and you're, these dodges are clean. Don't get me wrong, but you're missing counter attack opportunities, you know? Um, that's just I'd rather play that way. I'd rather be agile and get around him and stab him in the back. But I, but I like that there is a solution to that kind of play style in this, in that you can just shove a flame on your on your shield and burn the hell out of everyone if you want to. Yeah, and to answer Doc's questions, that's still I think my favorite is putting the flame emitter on a shield. Is just it's endlessly hilarious, and you know it. It it it's funny, but it's also effective, and I appreciate it, that. It, it like degrades your shield so quickly, though. At least I oh, found, yeah. like it's oh, yeah. it's like out. <laughs> I'm always I'm always breaking shields. Yeah. I'm always breaking shields. Um, one I, of my other favorite combos is um, uh, I think it was IGN that shared it first, but it's the if you take a mine cart and you stick it on a shield, you can use it as a skateboard. And oh, that's cool endlessly entertaining it's great for traversal like getting down hills you can just skate down and you go i mean you could do you could do the the shields um oh yeah but dude it's so much better with wheels because like Mm. you know because like with the shield stuff right you know how you'll hit those points sometimes where it's like you're going down a hill and then it plateaus and you like you lose your momentum and then you gotta hop off with the wheels you could keep going for a while if you're going fast enough so i've had situations where it's like i'm going downhill i hit a plateau and I keep going, and then I get like one jump, and then I'm back at another, and then I'm still going downhill again, and you can kind of chain it that way. But you can also use it on like the rails. So any situation where it's like you're supposed to put a minecart on a rail and ride it, you can just skate on the minecart and use it that way, and you can grind across stuff. And it's like, oh my god, what? Like It gives you so much versatility in terms of solving those puzzles and you know, traversal, all that good stuff. Um, so that one's really cool. I think the, yeah, I don't know. I think that's that's some of the more interesting stuff. I think the like wildest one for me is still like putting the rocket on your shield and then using it to fly. That's awesome. It's again, it blows your shields up really quickly, but it is such a good traversal hack if you find yourself in a situation where it's like fuck, I got to get up here and I'm too low and I can't use Ascend. Or it's raining. Or it's raining and I can't climb. Any you know, of those have you done the Have you done the tower yet where it's raining and you've got to try and... Um, cover burn. all the thorns. Yeah, you got to cover them all up so you can yeah. burn them. And I was like, oh my God. I didn't, I didn't even clock that I could like, just create cover while I was so the most The most embarrassing thing for me about that is how many times I came and left and then came back to that place because I'm like, fuck, it's raining every time I come here. And I was like, (laughs) oh, this is a puzzle. This is a puzzle. Uh oh. Oh, God. (laughs) Not smart. Not my smartest moment. Uh, um, To answer like Doc's question about fusion being required for weapons, though, like I think I'm fine with it. I just, I think my issue is for. The arrows is phenomenal. It's so quick. It's so easy. I can be holding the the right trigger, and I just press up on the D pad and I select. 
I wish I you could do that with your weapons. With the weapons, it's so slow. I've got to like drop the item I want to fuse on the floor. Then I've got to go to fuse with the left the left bumper, make sure that's selected. Then I've got to press Y in order to fuse it to my sword or to whatever weapon I've got. And I and I always end up picking up pre-fused weapons and then it moans at me that I can't like fuse it with it already because fuse has already been used on it which just like is another step and it just drives me crazy it's that's like another, another thing hurdle. where it's like when that happens I wish it would just be like hey do you want to do you want to swap? swap it just, just swap give it. me a, in the same way that they added that for like things in chests where it's like do you want to drop an item so you can take this like I wish it would just be like hey like you already have a, a rock fuse to this you want to re- destroy the rock and do this thing instead like yeah, because I ended up at one point where like pretty much every weapon was just rocks. This is all I was picking up. And they were yeah. already like, pre-fused with rocks. And I'm like, I really want something else. I mean, I've got one at the moment that's fused with a wasp's nest or a bee's nest or whatever it is. And whenever you like whack it, the bees come and attack what the, the, the fuck? enemy. That's so good. It's really that's good. so clever. Really good. <laughs> I love that. That's a good one. Um... I think for me, in terms of the weapon combo, one of my favorite things is taking really long, like, pole arms and sticking them on yeah, one-handed so weapons, weird. like, sticking them on a boomerang or something, and it's like, oh my god, what the hell, like, the reach of this is insane, but I can still mm-hmm. use a shield. Um, I actually really the- like the spears, like, the fact that he can just go, like, crazy fast with the attacks, like, some of the soldiers' ones, and I like that there's specific buffs on them now and it highlights what they are yeah in that, like, like extra sturdy or like when you have yeah. low stamina like or with low hearts it deals more damage like things like that are, are really cool and like they it gives you a, a real ability to experiment and and try different things like i had i had this one that i loved i got this sword that whenever you swing it it does a gust of wind and i attached a sapphire on the end of it so i would freeze and then they would get the ice would get blown away so if i'd hit them near the edge of a cliff they would just auto die you know oh like, that's great it's awesome uh and, like i love that i love how much it just encourages you to be like stick this on this thing and see what happens like see how this yeah, is, re- is it going to work like this or I-, I found a diamond and i really wanted to put it on on a weapon to see what it did but it was worth 500 and yeah, i was like they're worth want, so much money i want, I want the money I found because I'm trying uh, to buy a specific set of armor so I can go to a place at the moment. Gotcha. Have you done? Have you done the side quest with the the what are they called? Ah, I forget what they're called. There's they're those little like rabbits, and when you hit them in the overworld, they drop rupees. But then there's like the frog ones, and when the you bubbles. hit them, the bubbles. Have you have you done the side quest where you trade those for gear yet? Yeah, with the two like weird brothers that yeah. have very similar names, and they're so funny. Yeah, and, and the, he, like, the one guy was thinks... in the first game, and now he's got his like weird brother <laughs> yeah. who showed up. And he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna eat this, and I'm gonna turn into one. I can feel it working already." It's so that funny. guy, he gives you a piece of armor that lets you, when you get hit, you lose rupees instead of health, and that is useful. <laughs> oh, I haven't got that one. He gave me some stupid bokoblin hat, and I was, I don't give a shit about this. It's like the third thing he gives you, I think. Oh, I got back. I got a really good piece of armor from. I did this quest, like side quest that was in the sky, where you have to do. It's like this time challenge where you have to like fall through loops. And I was like, I feel like I'm playing pilot wings at this point. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, within, I know what you're talking about. You do yes. it within 35 seconds, you get like a, a piece of armor that like lets you be more maneuverable. Yeah, yeah, it makes your glides like way yeah. faster. It's awesome. 
that was a fun one. That was like a fun thing to do too. You know, yeah. I love that about this game. Like how many just like, oh, here's this cute little challenge and do a thing. You'll get a thing. You know, it's like, oh, cool. I put right, the shrine up as well. Like a shrine appeared when I did yeah. it. And I was like, oh, this is good. Um, And yeah, I, to uh, answer the initial question from my perspective about like the fusion being required, Doc, um, I like it actually. I think in the same way that like folks were kind of originally down on weapon degradation, but then it's like, yeah, but like it encourages you to try different things and like it, it forces you out of your comfort zone. I like that about this as well, where it's like if you do just use the regular decayed weapons, like they're garbage. So like it kind of forces you to use fusion, right? In a way where I think if the base weapons were just good enough, a lot of people might not engage with it properly because it's like, well, what do I need to do that for? Whereas like with this, not only is there all these cool like combat applications, there is also like the world interaction element where it's like, oh, like I'm I'm in a cave and there's like, you know, ore that I want to mine here. I need a weapon that has a rock on the end of it. Right. Or I need a bomb yeah. and bombs are in short supply. So like that puts you in, not, at well, least, not down in the like underworld that like dime a dozen. If you go down there, I've heard like, that. I haven't hung out there. That much. So I gotta go down there. Like, every two minutes there's some bomb flowers. I got to go down there and farm some. Um, cause I like never have any, I'm always using them all up and like, I like that. Cause I like that now where I used to be like, well, I don't love the spears. They're not that useful now that you can like combine them with things like they're super, they're way more versatile. So like every time I like, you know, when I'm deciding what to keep with me, I usually am like, well, I want at least one or two spears. I need at least one, you know, sword that has a sledgehammer on it. I need an ax to cut down trees or the trees that attack you. I need, you know, I, I want a wand or, or a, a staff so that I can use magic damage. Like, I... Well, and don't forget that you need some made out of wood so that when it's bloody raining, you're not getting electrocuted. Right, exactly. And, like, I, I, I dig that, you know? And I know that in the first game, like, I did those things, but now I feel like I'm doing them more purposefully. It's less just, like, yeah. I take whatever I find and more it's, like, okay, like, this is a good weapon, but I already have two weapons like this. You know, it's, it's less about having, okay, these are all the ones that have the highest stats and more being like, do I have the weapon I want when I end up in a situation where I need it, right? If I am, oh, I want to use ice for crowd control, do I have an, a weapon that's going to do that? If I need to, you know, use fire, do I have a weapon that's going to do that? Well, I'm making sure I have um, an absolute boatload of arrows at all times. And I like that they're pretty liberal with giving them to you. Like, If you're willing to go into like a Bacoblin camp and take down some of the little... Oh, yeah get red bacoblins you smash open those boxes they're gonna get at least five arrows dude out it was so funny so the other night um i've been having a lot of like dates with friends where like sarah and i have friends over we go to their house and like we all just played breath of the, or uh, tears of the kingdom at the same time and it's like Ooh, where are you what are you doing um and we were playing at my house last week and i was on the tv and <laughs> my friends were like how do you have so many arrows? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I buy every, I buy them every time I see a vendor. Yeah, me I go too. and I break every box. Like I had like 300 arrows and they're like, I only, I only have 60. I only ever have 50. And it's like, Oh, I don't know. You gotta, you gotta be farming these arrows more, you know? <laughs> oh, you need them. It's like, they're so useful. I that's, use them so often. Yeah, me too. Especially and now unlike... that you have all the fusion stuff, like the eyeballs for sniping or like the wings. Like I use that stuff so much more than I thought I would. Me too. And like, I feel like in Breath of the Wild, I would always save my bomb arrows because they were so expensive, so rare. The same with the fire arrows and the and the ice arrows and the electric arrows. Like I'd use the normal ones, but I'd be very, very 
um, stingy when it came to using yeah. the, the you want to make sure you fires. have them when you need them. In this, I'm just like, well, I'm going to pick up some more fire fruit. And it's around anyway. So, I and I know where it is. And every I time almost the never use rises, a regular arrow now. Like, it's yeah, almost always... It's on fire. Which is why, which is why I wish I could make arrows and be like, I'm gonna use a big old stack of fire arrows here rather than having to do it every single time I fire an arrow. But I'm sure that's an intentional design piece to slow <laughs> down. In the same way that I think fusing fusing weapons and having to drop it, I think is also an intentional thing. So you're not in the middle of a battle and it's like, quick, let me just fuse this with my like with like a sapphire I've got or a ruby and I'll just like, you know, whack them. They want you to plan a little bit, I think. Yeah. And I think the one thing that has made me, not that I disagree with you about the arrows, because we talked about that last week and I was like, yeah, it would be nice if you could like make a stack of them or whatever. But I found myself now just using the most used thing because you can sort, you know, and I just sort by most use and it's like, well, the top five most used are the ones I wanted to use anyway. It's a fire, it's an ice, it's a bomb, it's the Mm -hmm. uh, eyeball and it's one of the wings. And And the brightness one for me because I was down in the darkness. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That crept up into my top now because I I went, um, (laughs) I went under Eventide and there's like a whole like cool little side quest down there and I was like, it shot up to the top of my it was like the third most used thing now and it's like oh shoot mm-hmm. okay that's so one more time that. down there and the, well down in the darkness there's a bunch of um glow flies you can get as well which when you cook them into an elixir will glow. then make you glow and i just put five of those in with a monster bit into like it's not an elixir. far enough though it's like it lights you it's up a tiny little like, bit yeah it's yeah. a tiny little radius but you know i was like oh i've got 12 minutes of glow i'll just wander around the place i want to be able to like get like a uh like use it like the mirror shield from like some of the older games and be able to just like pull out a shield and just have it like light in front of me, you know, like that. Have I feel you like tried using ideal. a shield with one of the, um, the seeds? I haven't tried that. Maybe that I works. tried it. And like, I tried it early on before I totally understood how things worked and it was just the seed. And I was like trying to get someone to hit it to see if it would bloom. And then like the shield broke and I was like, I don't know if this works so well. And then I just never tried it again. So who knows? Yeah, that might be a waste. I, I would think we would have probably heard about it by now if that was. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, so we do have uh, a few more things to talk about here, but before we move on, I do just want to just address uh, something to you, Doc. So I told you this week in the Discord that I would finally, after probably about a year, open up the Joy-Cons you sent me and find, year find the secret message inside, right? Uh, Doc sent me these amazing purple Joy-Cons a long time ago. They were my main Joy-Cons uh, for a long time until they, start, they started drifting. And then now I'm using my white ones. Um, I got a special kit here, Doc. I want to show you. See, this is, this is a screwdriver inside all these different heads. And it has the goofy proprietary shape that you need to open a Joy-Con. So I'm ready to open this son of a gun. Here's the thing, though. Tried opening it before the show so that we'd be ready for this segment. Screw started stripping a little bit. So I'm going to take my time. I'm going to get this sucker open next week. We're going to talk about it on the show. That's my, that's my guarantee, okay? I have the tools. It's here. It's happening. I promise you. I just got to get it open safely. I don't want to strip these screws. No, those screws are pain in the ass. I re- ended up, like I said, I think I told you off mic, I ended up replacing my Phillips heads because I buy. opened my screws and my Joy-Cons so many times to replace those sticks. I'm about to buy a set of Phillips heads that are this size uh, and get if you buy the If you buy I the try to Gilly replace kit set, um, if you buy that Gilly kit set with the kit that comes with the tools and everything, you'll get a set of screws in there. 
And are they, they're Phillips? Yes. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, cool. I'm going to buy a couple sets of those and see how that goes. I yeah. want to fix these ones that Doc made me, and I want to fix Sarah's yellow ones. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll see where we're at after that. Yeah, they're really good. I love those sticks. I'm so glad I did it in preparation for Tears of the Kingdom, because I think I just would not have played the game as much as I have if uh, if my Joy-Cons were still drifting. That's why I really want to I want to get Sarah's fixed, because they're just starting to get messed up, and they're not like that bad yet, but I don't want it to, you know, get in On the way of her so enjoying the game. Hard. I would open the menu, like the main Switch menu, and it would be like, and it would like go all the way off to the side, and I'd be like, this is bad. I can't remember what game it was where these these started finally drifting, the, the purple ones that Doc sent me. Um, but I remember it being a game where I was like, I was like on the edge of a cliff and they drift and the character just ran off the cliff. And I was like, no, oh, oh shit. Like, it's probably like Xenoblade or something. It might have been. Yeah, it might have been. Because, um, yeah, it would have had to have been, or I guess it could have been Arceus too, something like that. Oh, but. yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah. So I, I, I do really want to get those fixed. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um and I, you know, everybody was making fun of me in the Discord because I'm a noob and I don't know how to open anything. So we'll see what happens. I might have to live stream <laughs> it for your entertainment. Because <laughs> I already uh Wakahula made a joke of just like putting a super cut of every time I say fuck. And while I was trying to open these, I was like, Oh yeah, this is gonna be a this would be a trick. They are, they are so easy. It's literally take the screws it's, it's open. It's just the shape. And then it's they, not that it's hard to unscrew them. It's just this dumbass proprietary shape. Which it's like it's not opening. I was like, I know how to use a screwdriver. Mm. <laughs> it just wouldn't do it. Then they just just make sure when you open it, you're careful because there is a ribbon cable, but they open like a book. Okay, good to know. But there okay. is a ribbon cable that is attached. So Christ, go careful. So easy. It is easy. Oh my god. I like I said, I've replaced my sticks four times, five times. It's ridiculous. Look, Steve. Some people we just have different types of brains, right? You're always over here like, oh, I wish I could learn how to play an instrument. I'm like, it's easy. You could do it. And you're like, no, I can't. My brain doesn't work. Definitely can't anymore. Well, we'll see. We'll see if my brain can learn how to do this. That's gonna be an interesting journey. Well, I, I'm looking forward to, to watch, watching. <laughs> I think that'll be the interesting thing, right? We do like a live stream of me actually doing it, and then I can make a video where I edit down. Here's how you do it, right? Here's the how you do it right, and not like an idiot and all the stuff I did that we cut out. But if you want to watch the whole journey of me struggling, you can watch me do it live on Twitch Creative or whatever. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. We'll line that up one of these days. Uh, so, like I said, we'll follow up on this uh, next week, Doc, and I'll, I'll get these. I'll get these puppies opened up. But uh, you know, there was there was another thing in the Discord that people were very passionate about uh, between <laughs> last week's episode and this one, Steve. And uh, Stevie Aki wrote in on the Discord and said, "I have a podcast question. Where's Link's nipples?" And everybody. Varying a lot of opinions about this, right? Earth Visitor uh, wrote in and said, my wife said Tears of the Kingdom wasn't a $70 game because he didn't even have nipples. Uh, Asobi said maybe they were too much for the Switch to handle. Nintendo had to choose nipples or a stable frame rate. And then, of course, as he often does, right? A voice of reason in the community, Wakahula. Brilliant man. Comes in and he goes, 
Link never had nipples, gang. Breath of the Wild Link also didn't have nipples. This but is not a did, development. He did have nipples because Asomi showed us nipples on that Twilight was, Princess Link. That was in Twilight so, like, Princess. This is a different happened, Link. What happened from, from that timeline to this timeline? I can't say. Nipples? This is a different timeline. It's a different Link. You know? Is that the only other Zelda game where we've seen him topless? Like maybe canonically he doesn't have nipples, and Twilight Princess is the the rare case where I think he does Skyward have Sword would be the only other one I could think of where that would even be a possibility. Does he have nipples in Skyward Sword? We're gonna find out, Steve. We're gonna find out because because if he doesn't have nipples, then maybe like maybe Hillians don't have nipples, and like Twilight Princess is just weird and an alternate nipples universe for no reason. But the, the the mod that like Wackahoola showed for the uh for the nipples in Breath of the Wild, they look like little pepperonis <laughs> that they shoved on it. I googled Skyward Sword Link nipples. The first result from YouTube is why doesn't Link have nipples? It's just a YouTube video. That's the only title. No context. <laughs> oh my god. So I don't know. Gotta be, but, uh, there's gotta be a picture of him. Oh I've yeah, okay. I I typed Skyward Sword Link topless, and I got some some unsavory. But, come on, unsavory of course that's links. what happened. Of course I should not have done that. That was Where'd really you think bad. That was going. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> that was not a good idea. Oh, okay. You know what? This is interesting. I found uh, a quote from an article from AutomationMedia.com. So. I don't know. I don't know this website, so grain of salt. But they're saying that in... No, you know, here's a screenshot. Here's a screenshot. Okay. The first time that Link was depicted with nipples was in... And this is according to Thomas Game Docs, uh, was in Majora's Mask. When he puts on the Goron mask, he has nipples. Yes, I've just read something that says most species in Hyrule... This is, this is on Zelda Universe... Most species in High Rot are shown not to have nipples, and the only creatures that do are Gorons. But, interestingly enough, it says here, the Goron NPCs in the game do not actually have nipples themselves, so that would mean that Goron Link's nipples are not characteristic of the Goron race in Majora's Mask, but of Link himself, is what it says. Very weird. And then it says, interestingly, in Twilight Princess, Link practically flaunts his nipples. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> showing off the, the him with the no chest thing yeah so i don't know the mystery i'm gonna have to watch that video why does link not have nipples and if it doesn't answer the question p i need you to go and do some research and some work to find out the answer to this question because why does mario have nipples but link doesn't that's what i want to know i don't know but then mario has nipples in some games but not in others and not in others. they went away for a while yeah, and they came back for Odyssey. That was a big thing in Odyssey. It was like, oh, they're back, and it's like, okay. So I don't know, you know, gang. Wouldn't I, well, it have been weird if he ha- didn't have nipples in Breath of the Wild, but he did in this game? It would be, but that might pay some credence to Asobi's theory that maybe his performance related, and they can can get it to run on that Wii U port, but <laughs> on on Switch we've got the extra extra power. This maybe we have to wait. We have to wait for the Switch Pro or the Switch 2. We need the so. digital foundry breakdown here. <laughs> so how does this work, gang? So yeah, I don't know. Gang, what, what we're learning here is that uh, this is a mystery that continues to deepen, right? So I would say um, the truth is out there. Keep asking questions. Keep looking. Keep shaking those trees. 
and uh, we'll find it out as a community. We'll 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 understand it one day. Yeah, like all the great any, mysteries. If in the world. anyone can solve it, it's the flip screen community. That's what I I always say, you know. So here's the thing, Steve. I was gonna close out this episode with us playing a little game that uh, Wakahula found. He wrote in okay. uh, over on the Discord and said, uh, "Hey, look at this! Uh, I oh my God, look at what I found!" And it's this game called Hyrule Guesser, where the game gives you a random screenshot, and then you have to guess where it takes place in the world of Zelda. I'm confident you and I will do terrible at this. I have done terribly at this. Maybe we should save it for next week and like do it on, and that's on what the I'm show. Saying. I think I think we save it for next week. We'll see how we do. Give us a little chance to try to practice, flex our, our muscles a little bit. I don't think any amount of practice is going to make us better. You and I, but most... you get points for how close you get. So I feel like if we can both do the same challenges, and I'd like to see if we can, then because there's like challenges and you can like set, if we can get the same challenges, then, then, we then we'll get... see how many points we get and we can see who's, who's the superior ultimate gamer. I'm in with that. I'm in with that. So I think for next week, we'll get that lined up. We'll we'll head to head, see who's the ultimate champion. And, you know, of course, of course, of course, you know, your boy, your boy over here has some uh, used to winning, used to being a victor, used to being a champion. We need, we need like a different, a different trophy for this. We need like a, like a, you know, master store. Oh, see, this is different, right? This isn't for this. This is just, you know, uh, oh, yeah, winners yeah. get winners win. Right, so okay. I, I'm, I'm. My assumption is that I'll probably do pretty well, mm. but you sure. know, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> and that's, that's I, the fun. I want to get more. I want there to be more awards and more belts and trophies and things for us to to pass back and forth. You know, Cause, yeah. Because that's the only way I'm going to become a multiple title holder, which is my dream. Right. Um. Of course, I want to be able to walk out, have my have have the Mbessi trophy, have you know, the flip screen games, world champion belt, right? The heavyweight champion. Um, I think it needs to be, do you know what the ashes are for cricket? No. So they've got a trophy and it's a little urn of ashes and it's from their first ever match, England versus Australia, where they burnt the wickets. Okay. And then they, and then they put them in that. I was like, what did they burn all the players that played? in the they, They put them in that urn. And I feel like we need to do something like that. You know, we're going to burn like a burn a Joy-Con or something. And like we put that in like a little, <laughs> a, a little trophy. We burn a copy of Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, let's do it. I, you know, when I was doing the before we uh, wrap up, when I was playing Hyrule Guesser, I was like, how do people play this game with the pro HUD? Genuinely, I would, I would severely struggle to play this game with the pro HUD turned on. You got to know, nothing. you got to know it. Yeah, you've got to look at landmarks, and that's how I played Firewatch when I played it. I turned off all that HUD and I just used the like landmarks and the built-in compass. My wife, I would do it. She, she could navigate that map without without any of the assistance. I'm very confident. Well, we need we need to we need to get her involved. Then I want to know how she does with the challenges when we do it. She could be the control. I think how I think she would wipe the floor with both of us. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I think would yeah. happen. <laughs> She knows that map so well. Like, there's been so many moments where she's like, "Oh my god, did you see like this character?" I'm like, "I don't remember that character. What was there?" And then she tells me who they are, and I'm like, "Oh right, right, I, yeah, I remember that guy." 
Oh, anyway. So, yeah, thank you guys for running, uh, tuning in for another episode of Nintendo Noise. Thanks, everybody, who wrote in with their thoughts on Tears of the Kingdom. If you want to write in uh, with your thoughts on the game or anything else we discussed on this or any other episode of Nintendo Noise, or if you want to hear us talk about something else next week, guess what? There's a lot of ways you can control what gets talked about on the show. Go and join our Discord. Come and join the Nintendo Noise channel. You can write in every week. We've also got a Nintendo channel and the Tears of the Kingdom channel right now. The Nintendo side of the Discord is popping off. So come and be a part of that conversation. Write in with your thoughts. Let us know how you're getting on with the game. Or write in with the main topic that you'd like to hear us discuss uh, that's outside the realm of Tears of the Kingdom. Because I'm sure somebody in the audience isn't playing this game and would love to hear us talk about something else. So now's your chance. Write in. Questions at flipscreen.games. However you choose to get involved and get in touch, we thank you for tuning in for another episode of Nintendo Noise. Remember, flipscreen.games. That's a website. However you want to get involved, get in touch, join the community, keep the conversation rolling. You can do it right over there. So, for the crew, Ivan Pete, he's been, mm, I keep doing it backwards, buddy. I keep doing it. He's been Steve. There we go. Until Max, next Max is over there somewhere. He's Max is there. off. And Max is in Hyrule, right? This guy, he's like, oh, yeah. I gotta take a week off. I gotta, I gotta go to work. I'm like, bullshit. He's sitting at home playing Tears of the Kingdom, and we all know it. We all yeah. know it. So you 100%. go at Maxell right on Twitter and tell him to get back on the fucking show. All right. <laughs> Until next time. We love you guys. We'll see you next.